Mail time. Mail time. Were there any more vicious rumors than the kind of rumors that floated around when the guy left Blue's Clues? I don't know. They were pretty savage. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was some some times, man. They they went in on that man. Yeah. He was a he was a, a drug lord. He was yeah. He was molesting kids. Yeah, he had a cocaine problem. Um, what's so what's. I, I like the uh, exhaustive list of things we... Um, what are some things that we do better when Teresa's here? Uh, that would be one. Sink clap. Three, sink clap, yep. yep Although that was good. That was, yeah. Um, we, maybe we don't need Teresa anymore. Remember to roll the cameras before shooting. Roll the shooting. cameras, yeah. Roll the yep. cameras before shooting. I mean, we've done this what, This third time's the charm. Have beer. Have beer. Have beer. We, we, I mean, we're pretty good at getting beer, though. That we actually might not need her for that. Yeah, know. well, um, timekeeping, timekeeping. But we now have an, we're using the iPad now, so maybe we'll be okay. Technology or Teresa? Mmm, age old. I prefer Teresa. But... So welcome back. <laughs> Bienvenidos. Salon la retour. Ah. Something like that. Um, yeah, bienvenido. Yeah. How you doing? Caribou. I'm practicing uh, Swahili recently on Duolingo. Oh, you're, yeah, you're got... Caribou. You're deep into the Swahili game. I've got... I'm big on visual um, uh, memory devices. I forget what those are called. Mnemonics. Mnemonics. Um, and I... Um, so every time I try to think of the... Swahili word for welcome. I picture uh, like caribou antlers on the entranceway of a, of a door. Yeah. And I haven't forgotten. Lots of since. caribou in places where they yeah. speak Swahili. For sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 Maybe not so yeah. much. Yeah. You also, do you also the Nordic ski houses out in uh, in Kenya. Yeah. Do you see a lot of uh, like elephants in bathtubs and that kind of thing? What? <laughs> like that's one of the Duolingo images. Is like there's like an oh, elephant. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You look at me like I'm crazy. My bad. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway, so we're here sans Teresa because it's a snow day special for you. Yes, it is. This is like your 20th snow day in the past six days. Yeah. It's, you got you got me. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, good to be back. I'm Evan. And uh, if we're counting for those fans at home with a tally, this is my seventh snow day in three weeks. Whoa. Whoa. Including a five-dayer that, that, that uh, we all know about. You logged lots on that week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we we have released all of our back catalog Ooh. episodes featuring the the great Jeremy Powell in the fantastic Reed Sawyer. It feels like we we got some the, some shackles off. Like we feel yeah we're loose. We're yeah. loose. Yeah. Um, it's like that. Scene. Like we had charges holding us up. You know, every time you drive down to Jefferson with where the cops are, uh, you know, holding up at waiting to pull someone over, you're mm-hmm. like. Man, I got episodes on deck. I got to get these off yeah, my back because you're yeah, always you're sweating as you're driving down the down Jefferson. Yeah, that, that's so. how it. You don't think it'd be like it is, but it do. Yeah. Right. Um. So we're here and welcome back. This is the Cinco. We have uh, so we have a special guest Cinco person, and Evan is going to produce. Are we going to start off? No. Well, do you want to start off? Should we start there? Or should we go? No. Last? Let's let's have him be last. Okay, yeah. we'll have him be last. So, all right. Do you want to leave your first one on me? Without a doubt. Um, oh, John Lackey. What are we going to do? We're going to have some fun tonight. Cinco number one. Um, Red Sox pitchers and catchers and many other teams are reporting for There's spring training tomorrow. I know. I know. It's uh, it's defend the title. 
starts tomorrow. I think the Red Sox should just bite the bullet and sign Craig Kimbrell. Craig Kimbrell should sign the bullet and sign with the Red Sox. You th- you think it's that way, really? Well, I think it's a standoff. I think. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about. We could talk about this later, but I think it's. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's a standoff where he thinks he's worth X amount of dollars, or his agents told him he's worth X amount of dollars, and the Red Sox are like, "Hey, we're not going to do that for you." I mean. Yeah. Lots of the things I'm seeing is people are, are criticizing what the contract the Dodgers gave Joe Kelly, that Joe Kelly was lights out in the postseason, but that he he's not a closer for that. I moment. mean, yeah, he's he's never shown it for long. I, I'm a, I think he's still got the potential, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it hasn't been a team to repeat in baseball since 2000, right? Since, since the Yankees. 98 to 2000 Yankees. So, I mean, in this millennia it hasn't happened, so there's a lot of pressure, a lot of, uh, I think, really low chances – Based on odds that we do it, but if if any team's got a chance, this team, man, they were a squad. They, we talked about. They didn't they didn't fuck around. They didn't mess up and stumble into a World Series. They mowed people down. Right, right. Um, and so I, they they haven't made any changes, really. I mean, no, the, Joe Kelly, you talked about. Joe but, Kelly's gone, but uh, they haven't made any big additions. I think the Red Sox are looking forward to next off season where they're going to have some some names on the block: Jackie Bradley, Xander Bogarts, yeah. Chris Sale. Right. So I think they're just saving their money. I mean. They weren't ever going to go be in on Harper or Machado or Dallas Keuchel, right. so you know why would so you? Question, yeah, the question is subtraction by stagnation. Did if other teams get better around them, or are they somehow worse? But I, I like I like that they were conservative, given Dombrowski tends to not act ever. as such. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so. I, we'll see. I'm excited to watch the Red Sox. Um, they gotta they they have to be good. Yeah, because the the fans will turn on them. Because this is exactly what happened with Farrell, mm-hmm. right? Farrell won his first year, so the the expectation is is really high. But as we know, Alex Cora is not John Farrell. Right. Yeah, all right. Point for Teresa on us using our time wisely. Yes. Uh, Hit me one. Boom. (laughs) Um, Who is your way too early pick for the Democratic nomination? Something that's been on my mind. Oh, man. I I honestly don't have one. Um, So my personal preference or who I think will win? Uh, your personal preference. So I really don't have one yet. Um, though a lot of people are negative about her record, I I, I like something about uh, Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, not a Cory Booker fan necessarily. Um, I like the way Kirsten Gillibrand talks, but I don't think she's going to inspire people. Um, I don't think Bernie Sanders. I th- just have a feeling like his time has gone and gone and uh, left, yeah. if, if you will. Um, and then I think just other people that are in the race m- maybe just don't have the the name. Um, am I missing someone big? Well, maybe maybe Beto O'Rourke. But he hasn't so, he hasn't yes. announced. And Elizabeth Warren. he hasn't announced. And I like Elizabeth Warren. Okay, I also don't see her in grabbing enough, inspiring enough base to to make it happen. Though I like her uh, mostly. I think Beto may be the only person I would. At this point, like over Kamala, and again, we're so early going. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not endorsing Kamala. Like, I, yeah, we'll I don't talk know. About that I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. Yeah. Yeah, I, I personally feel like uh, I don't want there to be a, a situation like the, what the Republicans had in 2016, where there's so Thanks. many cooks in the kitchen, so mm-hmm. many people that it gave rise to like, you know. I just pictured all of the Republican nominees in a kitchen together. And they're trying to make Kraft macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yeah, trying to make just yeah, trying to make Kraft mac and cheese and the, the whole building explodes. Yeah. And Donald <laughs> Trump is left standing in the ashes. And they're like, I guess that's him. <laughs> yeah. 
we all wondered what he was doing in the panic room this entire time. Right. Uh, lay your next one on me. All right. Uh, um, so, Congresswoman Ilan Omar tweeted, It's all about the Benjamins, baby, among a couple other things, in referring to the lobbying efforts um, that Israel and Israeli super PACs exercise, um, Israeli organizations exercise to keep politicians from consider- criticizing Israel. Um, really a, a kind of soft hit at Israel. Um, but she has since been harshly criticized as anti-Semitic um, by Republican and Democratic leadership across the board mm-hmm. and even been asked to step down by Donald Trump. Uh, the Israel is is one of those things that's just, like, for whatever reason, you, you can't mess with Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know I know why. I have my ideas why. We won't get into them. Yeah. It's a long laundry list. And it's not at all. It's nothing to do with being Jewish at all, I think, right. in my mind. But but people just have to fall in line about It's like being tough on, on crime, right? If you say, you know, something that's like pretty sympathetic towards crime, you get chewed out instantly. Right. And you have to be pro-Israel. And Israel gets away with it. I mean, Israel yeah. does some pretty shady shit. And the, the only way, I think, to disarm those types of like, that thing that's always been true in our lifetime, certainly, of you cannot even pretend to almost say a thing against Israel or you're blacklisted. Uh-huh. Um, the only way that that starts to get disassembled and disarmed is by people speaking the truth that Israel is committing atrocious human rights abuses um, and all that. And again, this is a whole more than a whole episode topic, so we, right, won't, right. we won't try to we won't open that whole Pandora's box. But um, I think. Ilyan Omar, as well as Rashida Tlaib, have mentioned it. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be two of the only Muslims in Congress who have to be the people speaking out against Israel. We need someone else to step up with their voice. And Nancy Pelosi strongly condemning her and calling her words anti-Semitic was not a good step. No. I mean, it's it's funny. Nancy Pelosi's been around forever, right? She's been in politics for, for mm-hmm. a long, long time. And it's only because of this political climate that she is like you know what the fourth or fifth most powerful person in the country, yeah. And uh, I mean she's been that in that level of power before, but it's only because the people above her are so incompetent. Yeah, though I I've recently recently in hearing about her, um, she she's kind of a badass. She's she is, she's, she's a, a historic badass. badass. She's not a good public speaker, uh, but this was a misstep, and it was a a political calculation rather than the right thing to say. Right, um, and that's and maybe that's the best way to sum up how politicians treat Israel is it's a political calculation that they just there's a formula that works and if you go against that formula in the political calculation right. you get raked over the coals right. unfortunately at the expense of millions of Palestinians who would like to have human rights right um, but all right hit me with number four number four uh, Will Smith is the blue genie in the new Aladdin live-action movie thoughts I saw that um, and then I I was hesitant to go to sleep last night, knowing what might creep into my nightmares. Um, <laughs> I I don't know what to tell you, man. I, I don't know how... Obviously, it's not like a super serious movie, but I don't know how anyone's going to pay attention to any plot point other than the fact that... Blue Genie. The, the Blue Genie with clearly Will Smith's face on it is scaring the shit out of him. Really weird move. I don't know how... That's one of those how did this get through all those meeting rooms type deals. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. I uh, I feel personally, like I was talking with someone yesterday on our other podcast, 
there's been people consistently in history that have like great agents and seem to always pick slam dunk roles or like pretty much slam dunk roles and they build up like a lot of uh like indie art house cred by doing these roles and like taking risks and then they can kind of phase in a, a major budget movie leonardo dicaprio is probably the golden boy right now he's always in like top yeah. flight movies Jake Gyllenhaal does a pretty good job balancing his career between like bigger movies and a lot of indie movies, like quirky movies. Will Smith, man, that guy's agent is must be a genius. He sells him on all sorts of shit. Right, and and they all make money, but he's definitely a great actor who's been in some horrific films. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the per- was another Pursuit of Happiness. That was actually a good movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's the one where he's like talking to ghosts and. He's got like a ghost family, and he's, the people pay actors to like personify. It. Yeah, it's, it's some shit. <laughs> but uh, all right, so number five, our last one is a very special uh, thing we've never done before. But especially in Teresa's absence, our lovely producer, um, we had we mailed in our fifth uh, the Cinco. So I have here it's mail, mail time. time. Mail time. Yep. And so I have in our envelope. I have cell phone. Our, yeah, it's 2019. What the fuck? You thought I had paper? Um, I have our, our fifth um, topic coming to you from our father, Brian Sawyer. Um, worth noting that a DC native grew up watching uh, this guy play and loved him. Um, Frank Robinson, who passed away a few days ago, when pitchers threw at him would show as little emotion as possible. He thought the best way to respond was to act like it hadn't even bothered him, then crush the next pitch. Qualis mas macho, Robinson's approach or charging the mound? I mean, Frank Robinson's a badass, right? He's, he was the first person to win MVPs in both leagues. He was the first African-American manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard, I was driving home when I heard he had been on NPR, and I heard a story, uh, and the story goes as this. You he, told me this. Yeah, yes. he was managing, at the time he was managing the Baltimore Orioles and they were off to like a, a historically bad season, like 0-17 or 0-14 or something. Mm-hmm. And Ronald Reagan was supposed to throw out the first pitch and he calls Frank Robinson and he goes, you know, Frank, I know what you're going through. This is a hard time. There's a lot of criticism. Just stay the course. You, you know what you, you're doing. And Frank Robinson said, uh, with all due respect, Mr. President, you have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah. yeah, definitely a legend. Uh, one of the greatest to ever do it, and uh, a gargantuan personality. Uh, from, our dad's from what favorite, say. right? Our and dad's our dad's favorite. favorite player of all time. Um, but uh, not not a rare favorite by many who who know and love the game. Right. One of those guys that the casual fan loves less than the that you like him more the more you're a super fan. You know, right, right, uh, which says a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, all right, well that's that's the cinco. Man. There it is, the cinco. Thank you to Brian Sawyer for mailing in a cell phone. See, si, muchas gracias. ¿Cuál es más macho? We didn't say. ¿Cuál es más macho? ¿Cuál es más macho? Frank Robinson es más macho. Yeah, I yeah. think ignoring it uh, doesn't get you the social media attention. So maybe one of those things don't happen in 2019. But uh, I think it's it's a badass thing to be like, oh, was that a 97 mile an hour fastball at my head? Sorry, I didn't notice. Let me just go ahead and crush the next one. Right. It's right. kind of badass. Yeah, yeah he's a badass. He ended, when he ended his career, he was like sixth all time on home runs. When he or even retired. higher, fifth, fourth. Yeah, he was really high up there in yeah. home runs. Yeah, so rest in peace, Frank Robinson. Yep. Uh, you know, go to the great sandlot in the sky. Right, yeah. right. If you build it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, so, uh, well, thank you so much for watching. Uh, we are going to be back with our regular episode. Remember, mm-hmm. the Cinco has split away. 
from the main episodes. Thanks for watching our back catalog. If you want to learn about cricket, you want to learn and see the great Jeremy Powell talk about basketball and mm -hmm. sports, you can go back and watch our back catalog. It's all up there yep. at obscurebroadcasting.com. And go ahead and peep one mic. And new videos. Essay oh, right. You, you, you want to go ahead? You've done half the episodes. Sure. Uh, we, we started a new video essay series um, where basically if you've got a, a, an idea, a story, uh, a passion that you want to write five minutes uh, and record about in an essay format, um, you as a, the video guru will put visuals to that and make it really cool and compelling. Uh, we've got two out so far, one about Mike Mussina and one about uh, J. Cole. And we've got a couple in the works already. But yeah. send us ideas, and if we like what you got, uh, we, we can kind of put your ideas to life. Yeah, Yeah. so if you got something you're passionate about, please please send us an idea. No doubt. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for watching. Yeah. Um, All right, nos vemos. Bye. Ooh, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah.